send your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to your dwelling place. Hallelujah. I just want us to close our eyes. Close your eyes. Take off your eyes from every distraction. Because the Lord is in this place. The presence of the Lord is in this place. His very essence is in this place. And I want you to just look up to him. Close your eyes. Close your eyes and communicate with God. Ask him to illuminate your heart. Ask him to shine this light into your life. That it might have meaning in you. No wonder the scripture will say again that his word is a lamp. His word is light. The light shines our path. And it leads us to his dwelling place. The presence of the Lord is in this place. The presence of the Lord is in this place. Presence of the Lord is in this place. That's an assurance. The presence of the Lord is in this place. The presence of the Lord is in this place. Just echo it. The presence of the Lord is in this place. That's just a song that comes to my spirit. Let's just echo this. The presence of the Lord is in this place. The presence of the Lord is in this place. The presence of the Lord is in this place. The presence of the Lord is in this place. The presence of the Lord is in this place. Let all our eyes be closed and focus on His presence. Our minds should be focused on one direction and it's on Jesus. The presence of the Lord is in this place. The presence of the Lord is in this place. The presence of the Lord is in this place. The power of the Lord is in this place. The power of the Lord is in this place. Under your breath, just worship him because his presence is here with us. 
Oh, hallelujah. There's something happening in this place. There's a move of his presence and he's touching us, he's healing us. He's uplifting our hearts. I just want you to begin to communicate to him. Begin to speak to him. Begin to commune with him at this moment. We have some few minutes to just commune with God. I want you to lose sight of whoever is seated by your side and focus on his presence. Focus on his indwelling presence. His manifest presence in your life right now. You are on to Mount Zion. The very place where God is. Don't leave this place without experiencing the touch of, this, of the Savior. Jacob says something that indeed the Lord is in this place and I never know it. May that never be your testimony. May that never be your experience. The Lord is in this place. Don't leave this place without a touch. He says, I will not leave you until, unless you touch me. He says, I will not leave you until you bless me. I will not leave you until you give me a blessing. What Jacob was asking for was not money. What Jacob was requesting was not healing. He was already rich. There was something much more important. And I want you to leverage on the presence of God this day. And say, Lord, this issue must be settled in my life. What one thing are you going to tell the Lord this morning? What one thing are you going to communicate with the Lord this morning? Just express yourself before the, the Savior. As we are worshipping, angels have been released to deliver messages, to deliver blessings. The very essence of God is here with us. So enjoy fellowship with your Savior. Hela prasha katala pasundolo pasishikiti. Zila praninde kusa kala prasi shekite nina. Just enjoy, enjoy fellowship with your Savior. Every moment in the presence of God is an experience. Hila prasinde le kuso kuta lana kala paso dinana. Jele prasize kile prekuta nanda kuta. Hala prasi shekite le prasisa. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mandala basuto lo prosiche. Yes, the glory of the Lord is here. 
I just want to hear someone commune with God. Unless we commune with God, this place is a, it's a wasted time with the Lord. It's a wasted time coming here. Unless you are able to get into the place where you commune with God. See him lead you into his court. Use your imagination. There's nothing wrong using your imagination. There's nothing wrong with focusing your mind. Feel the embrace of the Savior. Feel the embrace of Jesus. Jele prasundo lopo sin shakata lambra ninde kusa. Hina nanda la prase shelembre suza. Hila prakoto lombrozo shekete nika. Hila prasanga labasoto loprozi shekete. Just express your worship before him. Say, Lord, at this moment I'm worshiping you. Receive my worship. We come into his presence to worship him. Express worship to him. Tell him he's holy, he's righteous, he's merciful. Call him names. The most glorious God, the most righteous God, the most powerful. Hila pratanda lambra susu kishekele kusa nana. Hina kata lambra sishekele kusa kata. Hile prezuze kila kuta manda la basisa. Je lambra kusu lopro sishekite. Ha, you are in the presence of God. Tell him it's holy. We are not here for just a performance. We are here for encounter. Unless you encounter me, Lord, my life will remain the same. Unless you touch my life, oh Lord, my life will remain the same. Oh, I hear a cry. A cry for salvation. A cry for deliverance. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. And he is here tonight. He's here today. His presence is here. Not only to just touch his garment, but to embrace him. Say, Lord, I receive your forgiveness to somebody here. Say, Lord, I receive your forgiveness. I receive your healing. I receive your provision. That's what he's delivering right now. I receive your provision. I receive your healing. I receive your direction. I receive wisdom. I receive that breakthrough. I receive that upliftment. For my family, I receive victory. For my father, I receive healing. I receive healing for my father. In the very presence of the Most High, I receive healing for my sister 
who is sick. I receive healing for my uncle who is sick. I receive healing for myself. I receive God's divine provision for my family, for my life, for my studies, for everything that I need. I receive everything, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the impact of your presence. Nobody comes here and remains the same. I can sense a very heavy heart. See, just, just, just tell Jesus what the problem is. Men have failed to understand you. Men have failed to relate with you. But Jesus is able to, is able to understand you because he was a man. He's able to sympathize with you because he was once in your position. He knows what is happening. So why not just pour out your burden to him? Father, we thank you, Lord, because of the move of your presence. Thank you, Lord, because of the healing. Thank you, Lord, because of your provision. Thank you, Lord, for opening up our eyes to the truth of your word. And we will never remain the same. Whenever there is chaos, you send forth your word. Whenever there is obstacle, you send forth your word. Whenever there is a challenge, you send forth your word. And your word has a potency to deliver us. When we need a salvation, you send forth your word. And indeed, your word delivers us. And is still delivering us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. I don't want anybody to be distracted. Remain focused on what God is saying and what he's doing. I want to encourage you not to allow your phone to be a distraction. Allow your thoughts to be in one place. And here God speaks to you. Today I will be communicating to us the secret to shining as light. The secret to shining as light. When I say secret, it's not something spooky or something hmm? mysterious, yes. But it's something that is very, very common that we know. Hallelujah. We know it, but it is a secret. The secret is not even a secret. Hallelujah. Because if one person knows it, two people know it, it's no longer a secret. Well, that's where the secret is. We read from Daniel. 
Let me read first five verses from the message translation. It says, Darius reorganized, reorganized his kingdom. He appointed 120 governors to administer all the parts of his realm. Over them were three vice regents, one of whom was Daniel. The governors reported to the vice regents who made sure that everything was in order for the king. But Daniel, brimming with spirit and intelligence, saw completely outclassed the other vice regents and governors that the king decided to put him in charge of the whole kingdom. Verse 4 and 5. The vice regents and governors not got together to find some old scandal or skeleton in Daniel's life that they could use against him, but they, could, they couldn't dig up anything. He was totally exemplary and trustworthy. They could find no evidence of negligence or misconduct. So they finally gave up and said, we are never going to find anything against this Daniel unless we, came, unless we can scheme up against, scheme up something religious. Hallelujah. Unless they scheme up something religious, something that pertains to his faith. Daniel was at a, as, as a place where he was shining and reigning and shining the light of God in the very kingdom where he was. Out of all the entire kingdom, King Darius appointed 120 governors. Out of the 120 governors, he appointed three. And these three were to serve at his pleasure in order for the king not to suffer any loss. The Bible says that the king might suffer no loss. And for you to come to this, the cycle of this selection, for, for, for the king to trust you to be among these three, there must have been something exceptional about the life of this tree. And Daniel was among this tree. Not only that Daniel was among this tree, but Daniel was exceptional among the three. Hallelujah. He was excellent among the three. The Bible says that he outclassed the other three. He was beyond the standard of the other three. Or the other part, the, 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 the other two rather. And that is the kind of life that God is calling each and every one of us to come into as believers. That we will be at a place where men will see excellence in our lives. In whatever we do, that people will see excellence in our lives. And God will be glorified through that. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he outclassed the, others, the other officers. And then the king was planning to set him above all the kingdom. Can you imagine that? Because of the excellence that was oozing out of his life, because of the light of God that was coming out of his life, the king set in his heart to make him king over the entire, to make him a ruler over the kingdom. And we saw in verse 3 that his friends, his other colleagues were, were not happy with him. Because of the light that was shining in his life, they began to dig. They were looking for scandals. Hallelujah. They were looking for reasons to complicate his life. 
They were looking for excuses. They were looking for things. The Bible says they were looking for all scandals. The governors, okay, verse 3, it says, they were looking for scandal and all matter that they could implicate him. The vice regents and governors got together to find some old scandals or skeleton in Daniel's life that they could use against him, but they found nothing. Amen? Could you imagine a man without a scandal? Could you imagine a man without, without any corruption charges? In the King James, it says they were looking for something that he has done pertaining the kingdom, some corruption charges. They sent ICPC to investigate him, but he was without any crime. It's an agency in my country. They use it to which haunt politicians. When you're not part of their clique, they go after you. Because they know you must have something. You must have something that will implicate you. They sent EFCC to investigate him, and there was nothing. They sent FBI to investigate him, and there was nothing to, found, to be found. He was spotless. Scandalous, without any altar of, of corruption. The Bible says that he was faithful and diligent. That is a standard that God has placed. That is a standard that God demands from our life. If we must shine the light. Hallelujah. When we look at your life today, can we see a, a trace of scandals? For some of us, we don't need to go far. We don't need to dig deep. Our lives are defined by scandals and errors and mistakes. But if we must shine this light that God is calling us to shine, our life must be as the life of Daniel. Hallelujah. The only way they could find him guilty must be concerning his devotion to God. That was the only way they could find Daniel guilty. Some of us, they don't need even to go far. Just give an account of the money I gave yesterday, we'll be found guilty. We are faithless. We are not faithful. Give an account of, you know, this responsibility, and we could, we can't, we can't, we can't really give proper account of it. The only place that Daniel could be accused or find guilty is only in regard to his love and his passion for God. Hallelujah. But I want us to just come out of looking at Daniel at the very pinnacle of his career as a politician, as a leader, as an administrator in, 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 in this kingdom. And let's go back to his background. Look at where he's coming from. Daniel was a captive. Hallelujah. Do you know what it means to be a captive? Let's go to chapter 1 of the same Daniel and paint a picture, then we move. Verse 1 to 6. In the third year of the reign of Joachim, of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, into his hands with some of the articles of the house of the God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his goat, and he brought the articles into the treasures house of, he, of his God. Then the king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of his Enoch, to bring some of the children of the Israel. 
of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish. Hallelujah. These were the qualities they were used in selecting these young men. Young men in whom there was no blemish, good looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of wine which he drank and the three years of training for them so that they, at the end of that time, they might serve before the king. Now among, from among them, those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Hallelujah. So the background of Daniel, Daniel was a captive, was, was a captive who has been captured during the, the war, taken to a foreign land where they are expected to even serve as slaves. But virtue of opportunity and the providence of God, we see that God called them, called, called Daniel into this honorable office or this honorable position. And the demand of God upon the life of Daniel, even as a captive, is that he should be able to reflect the light of God, even in that kingdom, far away from where he is. Hallelujah. And the expectation of God upon our own life is that we also, wherever we find ourselves, whether the situation is conducive or is not conducive, whether we are enjoying the moment or we are not enjoying the moment, I could imagine Daniel thinking about how his, his country has been destroyed, thinking about probably how they've killed his family members, thinking about probably how, you know, he's been taken away from his place of comfort and placed in a God ungodly place. And given the opportunity to defile himself. And there could be legitimate reasons to do that. But we see that Daniel made a decision. And his friends, of course, made a decision to do what? To reflect the light, the life of God, even in where they are. So our surroundings is not an excuse to shine in the light. Our conditions... Things happening to us outside us and even within us are not excuses to not shine in the light. And Daniel remained relevant during the reign of about four kings. We read through the scriptures, we'll discover that, you know, under Nebuchadnezzar, he was reigning. He was influential and he was relevant. Under King Belshazzar, he was, he was relevant. Under another king, King Darius, he was relevant. King Cyrus, all these kings comes and they went away. One regime to another. Daniel remained relevant and important. The key to remaining relevant is shining the light. Hallelujah. If you must remain relevant, it's not about a change of government. Oh, this government is not favorable to me. Oh, this economy, this prime minister, this Cyprus prime minister, I wish it was a former... That is not what makes, that is not what controls, that shouldn't be what controls you shining the light. Hallelujah. That is not the determinant of, of, God's, of God's expectation upon your life. In all seasons, in all situations, in all conditions, God demands that we represent him, that we allow the light that he has put in us to shine forth. Hallelujah. We could see some of Daniel's exploits in scriptures. 
In all of these reigns, Daniel showed himself exceptional, a man that carried and shined the light of God irrespective of who is king and who is not. In chapter 2 of Daniel, we see where he, there was a demand upon the light that was in him. Chapter 2, verse 17. After the king Nebuchadnezzar had dreamt and then he threatened to kill every of his wise men and his astrologers because they were not able to interpret the dream for him. And then the matter was brought before Daniel. Let's look at verse 17. Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they might seek mercies from the, from the God of heaven concerning this secret so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel, hallelujah, in a night vision so that Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Amen? The secret was what? Was revealed to Daniel. What the king dreamt about the vision or the dream that the king had, God revealed it to Daniel because Daniel had a relationship with God. Amen? Let's jump down to verse 24. Therefore, Daniel went to Aroch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said to him, do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Take me before the king and I will tell the king the interpretations. Then Aroch quickly brought Daniel before the king and said thus to him, I have found a man of the captives of Judah. Hallelujah. He has found a man who is a captive from the people of Judah. Who will make known to the king the interpretation? The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar? Are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and its interpretation? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, the secret which the, the, secret which the king has demanded, the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers cannot declare to the king. But there is a God. Hallelujah. There is a God. He didn't say, I'm wise enough, I'm smart, I've been educated for three years in Harvard, I have this qualification, I have this experience, I have this, I, 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 I want to use this knowledge I have to interpret, no. He pointed to God. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. And he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in the latter days. Your dream and the visions of your head upon your bed were this. And when we go down, we'll see the explanation. Now, let's jump to down verse 46 and see the resultant effect of him shining the light and ministering God to this king. Verse 46. Then the king Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face and prostrated before Daniel. Hallelujah. Do you know who King Nebuchadnezzar was? Falling down before Daniel and prostrating. Many of us want to command influence. Many of us want to be men that influence systems and generations. This year we are saying that we must shine the light. We must be men that are able to impact our generation. But there is a way. There is a secret to doing that. And we can see that from the life of Daniel. King Nebuchadnezzar what? He prostrated 
before Daniel and commanded that they should present an offering and incense to him. The king answered Daniel and said, Truly your God is a God of gods. Hallelujah. Truly your God is a God of all gods. The Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets. Since you could reveal this secret. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many the king promoted Daniel and gave him many great gifts. And he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon. And the chief administrator over all the wise men of Babylon. And also Daniel petitioned the king. And he said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the, over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Hallelujah. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. Amen. Why? Because he, was, uh, he, he, he decided to shine the light. And we see that the shining the light that he did promoted him. Not only that, but even his friends. Hallelujah. Chapter 4, verse 4 to 8. I, Nebuchadnezzar, at rest in my house and flourishing my palace, and I saw a dream which made me afraid. This is another occasion. Verse 7. Then the magician, the astrologers, and the Chaldeans. The soothsayers came in and I told them the dream, but they did not make known to me its interpretation. But at last, Daniel came before me. His name is Belteshazzar. According to the name of my God in him, is the spirit of the holy God. And I told the dream before him. Hallelujah. And we see that on this occasion again, Daniel was able to relate to the king what he saw in a dream. Moving to chapter 5, verse 1, we will see another situation. With a different king, King Belshazzar, where he was feasting and then there was a hand upon the world, a writing upon the world. God spoke through the hand that was writing on the wall. And they looked for astrologers. They looked for people that could solve this, 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 this puzzle. Nobody could do that except Daniel. Hallelujah. Daniel has always been needed in the most crucial and the most important times of the reigns of these kings. Chapter 5, verse 29. Then Belteser gave the command and they clothed Daniel with purple and put a chain of gold around his neck and made a proclamation concerning him that he should be the, the third ruler in the kingdom. That very night, Belshazzar, king of the Chaldeans, was slain, and Darius the maid received the kingdom, being about 60, 62 years old. Hallelujah. Even in the midst of a political assassination, when the next king came, he needed Daniel. Hallelujah. Daniel remained relevant in the life of all the kings so long as he was alive. So what was the secret to this relevance? What was the secret to this Daniel shining the light? What was the secret behind Daniel's ability to shine this light uncompromisingly all through his life, right from his youth? Even when he was a captive, when they were brought in as captives, there was something in it in Daniel's life 
that was able to allow him to remain relevant in where God has placed him. It's easy to say that an exceptional spirit was found in him. We read this earlier on. That because an exceptional spirit was found in him, that is why he's looking so unique, so, 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 so exceptional. But that is not the secret. Hallelujah. The secret is in the secret place. The secret for relevance is where? It's in the secret place. Without a secret place, Daniel wouldn't have had the ability to be able to, 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 to Im have the impact he had. The secret is where? It's in the secret place. Jan Daniel 6. Let's look at Daniel 6. And let's, let's read from verse 6. So these governors and such up throng before the king and say thus to, ki to the king, Darius, live forever. All the governors of the kingdom, the administrators and the satraps, the counselors and the advisors have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make, firm, make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for 40 days, for 30 days rather, except to you, all kings shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, all king, establish the decree and sign the written, the writing, so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which does not alter. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree. Now, look at where the secret is in verse 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home. Hallelujah. Where did he go? He went home. And, he, and in his upper room, where? In an upper room. Hallelujah. With his windows open towards where? Towards Jerusalem. He did what? He knelt down on his knees three times that day. How many times? Three times that day. And prayed and gave thanks before God. Thanks before his God. Not another person's God, but what? His God. As was his custom since early days. Hallelujah. As was his custom, what? So Daniel did not go to pray because there was a problem. Hallelujah. This was not an emergency prayer and fasting because you need solution to a problem. That is how some of us do. I need to fast because of this problem. You've not been fasting before. Until when something happens and then fear. It's not actually faith that pushes you to pray and fast. It's fear. The Bible says that Daniel did it as was his custom. As he did aforetime. Amen. He's a man of the secret place. And any man that will remain relevant in this kingdom must be a man of the secret place. Any woman that wants to shine and remain relevant must be a woman of the secret place. Daniel dwelled in the secret place. Give me Psalms 91 verse 1 to 3. It says, he would dwell in the... Psalms 91 verse 1. Quickly. I want it on the screen so we can see. Not just to memorize. Say, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall do what? Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwelleth. 
He that made the habitation, please give me amplified. He that made the secret place, his dwelling place. Not he that sneaks in and goes out once in a while, once in one month, once in a week. He who dwells continuously in the shelter of the Most High will remain secure. He remains secure and rest. Probably the reason why you are restless is because you are not, you are not, you don't have a secret place. Maybe the reason you don't have a sense of direction for your life is because you don't have a secret place. The secret for peace and stability is in the secret place. Rest in the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no enemy can withstand. And then verse 2 and 3, quickly. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. With great confidence and in whom I rely. Verse 3. For he will save you from the trap of the fowler, from the deadly pestilence. Amen? That is a secret place. That is a secret place. Daniel had great influence even on the king. When we read verse 6. Let's look at verse 16 and 17. Let's look at the effect of his dwelling in the secret and the, the impact he had. Verse 16. So the king gave the command and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke saying to Daniel, your God whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. How did the king come to know that Daniel served a God? I so much believe that the impact, the influence Daniel had was even on the king. The king believed in the God of Daniel. Hallelujah. This is influence. This is impact. This is shining the light. Verse 17. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den. And the king sealed it with his own signet, signal ring, with the signet of his lord, that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. Look at verse 18. Kingly. Now the king went to his palace and spent the night doing what? Doing what? Hallelujah. What was the king doing? He was fasting. For who? Fasting and no musicians were brought before him. And also his sleep went, went from him. I, I, just, I just want us to see the impact. Not only the influence, but look at the source of the influence. Look at where the genesis, where the root is. A man that has a secret place with God is a man that will influence kings. Is a man that will stand before kings and not mere men. Is a man that nations will listen to and will follow. Is a man that will be able to be an instrument that God can rely on. That is a man that chooses to have a secret place. Not a man that sneaks in when the things are not good and then he sneaks out. But a man that dwells in the secret place because the secret to influence is in the secret place. Look at verse 25. Then King Darius wrote to all peoples and nations and languages and dwell in all the earth. Peace be multiplied to you. 
I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must, must, must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. The God of who? What kind of evangelism do you want to do that have not been done here? That the king will make a declaration that every man should tremble and serve the God of Daniel. For he is a living God. Hallelujah. And steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed. And his dominion shall endure to the end. He delivers and rescues. And he works signs and wonders in heavens and on earth. Who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius. And the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Hallelujah. The secret is where? The secret place. That is where the secret is. Daniel had been a righteous man, a man of, seek, of the secret place, was not exempted from the conspiracy of the kingdom of darkness. You see, being in the secret place does not mean that the enemy will not come at you. Hallelujah. God expects us to shine irrespective of the darkness around us. Isaiah 60 verse 1 and 2 says what? Arise and shine, right? Gross darkness shall do what? But the what? The Lord will shine upon you. So the darkness is not the problem, but God expects that we should shine the light. Hallelujah. Do you have a secret place? Do you have a secret place? Many of us have been looking for God. Many of us have been looking for God. Where can, how can I? The location of God is a secret place. Hallelujah. God is everywhere. But if you want to entertain God, it must be in the secret place. Without a secret place, you cannot find God and do relate any, use, use, any useful business with God. Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 and 6. Give me that scripture quickly. The address of God is in the secret place. If you want to get the attention of God, go to the secret place. Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 and 6. Whenever you pray, this is God speaking, teaching his disciples. Whenever you pray, and when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Hallelujah. I'm not impressed by you shouting and screaming in church. Some of us, our prayer life does not pass outside this door. The moment we move out of this door, that's the end of our prayers. Till next week. And you want to remain relevant? You want to overcome temptation? You want to stop that addiction? You want to be an overcomer? You want to win in this kingdom? That is not the secret to winning. You are relegating the most important, the most crucial instrument that God has given you, his essence, his, his very presence. And the location is in verse, verse 6. Give me verse 6. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy what? Thy closet. And when thou hast shut the door, when you've off your phone, when you've off all distractions, that's what that door means. Because that was what Daniel did. He locked all those and opened a window directing towards Jerusalem. Do you know what he was praying towards through the temple of Solomon? 
because there was a promise. Solo, there, was, there was a covenant. Solomon entered with God that wherever the children of, of Israel were scattered, and when they prayed directed towards this temple, oh Lord, hear and answer. Daniel had that understanding. So he shut down all the doors and he opened one window that directs towards Jerusalem. Enter into thy closet and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father which is in where? That is the address of your father. The location of God is in the secret. Hallelujah. So if you want to see God, if you want to encounter God, if you want to empower, be empowered by God, that is the way to find God in a secret place. The reason for your struggle is because you don't know where to find him. But today, God is in the secret place. Hallelujah. Pray to him which is in secret. Give me another translation. Amplified, rather. Give me amplified, verse 6 in amplified. So can those do this? I think it will be good. Amplified, Matthew 5, yes. But thou, when thou prayest, no. But when you pray, go into your most private room. Close the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees what is done in where? In the secret will reward you. Hallelujah. What you do here is important. In fact, when we gather here and we say pray, the reason why some of us are not praying is because our secret place is dry. Because what we do is that we carry our secret place to the public place. That is what happens when we pray congregationally. The reason why they will be begging you, please pray, 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 worship, worship, is because you don't have a private worship life. We can't squeeze out something that is not inside you. Hallelujah. We, we say, ah, this atmosphere today is just, it's you that is dry. It's not the keyboard. It's not even the person leading worship. It's not even if they sing off tune. That's not what will bring you into the presence of God. You don't even know the pattern to enter in the presence of God. You cannot even sense the presence of God because you're not used to it. And you want to remain relevant? You want to be an overcomer? You want to stand and speak for God? You want to gather people and hear you? You must have something that is beyond the ordinary. They gather the magicians. They gather the astrologers. They gather men that... See, these are men that, that understand principles. They, they relate with spirits. But Daniel outshined them all. The Bible says that it outclassed them. Hallelujah. You want to go into the business world? Men, they, they have intercourse with spirits. And you go there naked and think you're going to ex excel. Hallelujah. There must be a change in your mentality. You must understand that the in secret influence is in the secret place. A man that kneel before God will stand before kings. Kings will bow to you because this, 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 this is, there's something that is in you. You've carried something. An exceptional spirit can only be imparted in the secret place. The secret place is a place of impartation. That's where impartation happens. True impartation. That's where transformation happens. That's where deliverance occurs. That's where healing happens. That's where power is found. And that's where unction is received. That's where ministry is bathed. That's where influence is increased. That's where expansion happens. That's where capacities are enlarged. The secret place. That's where mysteries are exposed. That's where ideas are bathed. 
Go and read through the history of men that has influenced the world. Either in the right way or in the wrong way. They are men of a secret place. The scientists that you read, sometimes some of them, they go, they meditate in the place of their meditation with God. God gives them ideas. Moses' face shone as he abides in the secret place. Exodus 34, verse 29 to 34. He spent time with God and he comes out and then his face was radiating the glory of God. If your ministry, if your life must have impact, you must be a man of the secret place. Your call to believe the gospel is a call to an intimate relationship with God. A communion with the Father of lights. That is where we can tap into the light of God and shine. The Bible says as we behold him, we become like what? We become like him. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17 to 18. The secret place has power. There's power, there's power in the secret place. We believers should not underestimate the power of the secret place. It is our solitary place and the place of empowerment. You know what it means to have a solitary place? We read it earlier on in when David was, was speaking in Psalms 91. Whenever they bombard him, he knows where to go and find solitary. You know the reason why you are depressed? Because you don't have a secret place. In bereavement, let me tell you, nobody can comfort you. Nobody has words that can comfort a man that is bereaved. Only the Holy Ghost can do that. And the way you can give him that opportunity to do is when you have a secret place with him. Hallelujah. Those who wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. Isaiah 40, verse 27 to 31. He will renew your strength. The secret place is a place of renewal. It's a place of empowerment. It's a place of enrichment. Our dependence on God in the secret place is the wisdom of God for our victory and our shining as lights. It's the wisdom of God. Do you know why? God knows. God created us without light. Amen? He deliberately created us without light because you know that we on our own don't have the capacity to overcome darkness. So our reliance on him is what permits us to shine his light. We don't have a light of our own. Even as the moon has no light of its own, so also we. We only radiate and reflect the light of the sun. We are only light bearers of his divine light. So if you are a man that cannot spend time with God and receive his light, you can't shine. You cannot shine. Hallelujah. The secret place is the engine room for ministry without which you can do nothing. Jesus says in John chapter 15 verse 4, Remain in me for without me you can do nothing. Jesus only did what he saw the Father does. Amen? And where did he do that? In the secret place. Without God you can do nothing. A man that refuses to spend time with God in the secret place is arrogant. He's a man that is full of himself. This church was bathed in the secret place. And the things we do is because we've spent time with God in the secret place. Oh, my conviction is because I've seen God spoke it out. He has said it. He has shown me. 
That is why I follow, I put my life on it. I'm sure my, when you spend time with God in a secret place, it gives birth to conviction. Hallelujah. To conviction. A minister without a secret place is an imposter. He's quack. He's a pretender. Who are you representing? Who do you, what are you going to minister to people? Ministry is the art flow of the secret place. Amen? It's the abundance of what is in you that you go out toward to give to people. That is why we always go back to renew. God made it in a way that when we go out, we give out, we become empty. So we can depend on him who is able to fill us again, and we do. Hallelujah. So there's always a place for renewal. And the place is in the secret place. So unless you want to be a pretender, you want to be an imposter, you want to be a quack, then negate the secret place. We all have legitimate reasons. See, the devil, right? Let me tell you something. The devil is after your secret place. If there's anything he could do to ensure that you don't succeed in this life, it's not to, it's not to distract you with anything. It's to ensure that you don't have that secret place. To ensure that Daniel doesn't pray and spend time with God. That was how he could destroy Daniel. That was the only way he could get Daniel. The devil has no fear of you coming to church. So long as you come and you remain the same, he has no problem. In fact, he'll wake you up and encourage you to come to church. You know what? The devil is the one that sponsors religion. Not spirituality. I mean religion. is sponsored from the kingdom of darkness. So that you remain busy, but there's no impact in your life. Is the orchestration of the enemy that when you come to church, they are in church, you are on your phone. They enjoy the light way. You are playing games. Your thought is on the food that you cooked yesterday. You didn't finish eating it. Even when you try to pray in your secret place, you're thinking of food. The enemy wants to ensure that you don't have a secret place. Because he knows that when he destabilizes that foundation in your life, forget about all the dreams you have. Forget about all the aspiration. It's not, it's not only to be called. Calling and being anointed and being called out is, is, is good to identify what your purpose and your calling is. But if you are not a man of a secret place, you cannot do nothing. Hallelujah. We all have legitimate reasons to what? All around us that will sabotage our spending time with God in the most no, the most powerful strategy of the devil against the children of God is distracting us from the secret place. If he can arrange good things, the devil knows that we are so, we are so smart enough. Right? So he will not arrange bad things. He will arrange good things to distract you. Good things such as ministry. Amen? As good and as powerful as ministry is, it could be a reason why you will not spend time with God in the ministry, in the secret place. As good and as important as family, children, or well, I mean, nursing mother, you know, is an excuse now that you don't spend time with God. That's how your life will, will be drained away. And you will never have impact. Oh, you know, I'm, I have jobs. I have two jobs. I have this work. I'm, I'm the leader of this group. I'm the team leader in this place. I'm the president of this group. I'm this and that. Very good and legitimate reasons. 
But the target is your secret place. So check around you and look at the legitimate reasons. The seems legitimate. The good reasons. Family responsibilities, your career, your business. You know, this semester, I just want to have four points. And the only place that you want to take away time is your secret place. God will understand. Then you're joking. Hallelujah. Daniel was educated in the most powerful institution in his time. He was smart. He was powerful and wise. And, but he, he relied on what? On the secret place. These are endless wisdoms and principles that cannot be changed. We can become powerless and helpless in dealing with Satan. Our power depends on the secret place. The reason for our compromises as Christians is because we often neglect this act of spending time with God in the secret place. Exodus chapter 32, verse 1 to 7, we see where before Moses will come down from the secret place with God, he found out that Aaron has made an arrangement for them. Amen? Read that scripture you see. They say Moses, uh, uh, Moses has gone to the secret place. Give us something so that we'll worship. The reason why you quickly compromise the standard of God is because you don't have a secret life. And you know what? Creating a secret place is difficult. Let me announce to you. It's what? It's hard. Your flesh is not comfortable with that. It will never cooperate with you because it's meant not to cooperate with you. So you must be able to what? Suppress the flesh. Right? Suppress the sleep. Suppress the food. Suppress the social media. Fast. They say fast. Oh, Christ has done it for us. It's good. Christ has done it for us. But for you to do it, you have to fast. Hallelujah. The flesh is an enemy that must be overcome. Hallelujah. We must create and renovate our secret places. Some of us have forgotten that principle. Oh, we used to before, but now, no responsibility have come up. You know, we now um, I have business, I, I, I have a work, I have this. Go back and renovate that place. Build back that altar. If not, all these things we are talking about shining the light will just be a waste of time. This is an ancient and timeless and the only way to become relevant in this world. I said to you that the flesh is not comfortable spending time with God, but we must pay the price of suppressing the flesh and following the spirit to gain control. Building a secret place can be very tasking, like climbing a mountain as Moses did. Spending 40 days and 40 nights with God in the mountain is no joke. And when he came down, he broke the tablets. God said, okay, cut another one, come up another 40 days, 40 nights, 80 days in order for him to encounter God without eating and drinking. And we see Moses, we think that Moses become what he is because God showed him mercy. They paid the price. Hallelujah. So we must be radical. We must be, we must be, be deliberate about the pursuit of God. We must rearrange our values and the things that we must put as the most important in our lives. Relationship with God, spending time with him should be the most important we must create time for the things we value. If I look at the way you spend your money, your time, your resources, I will know what you value. Hallelujah. So if you value God, you give him time. 
you value God, you create a deliberate, create, create time to fellowship with God. Because the secret is where? The secret place. Hallelujah.